0: Hi, this is Samantha, and you're listening to the Layman's Doctor podcast, where we're bringing medicine home. Today, we have two senior house officers with us. Um, That means they just finished their internship, and it's Dr. Preston and Dr. Sims. If y'all remember Sims, he was from a previous podcast. I think I've done two with him so far, but we had a conversation about his experience of doing MBBS online, And now we want to check up and see how these online doctors, in quotation, um, how their internship year went. And if doing MBBS online and having, you know, the pandemic hit at the height of them doing their final year really affected their internship, especially with their skills. So Sims, this is your third one now. Just remind the people who you are and then press on. You can... Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, yeah, I don't really think the people remember me. But hi, guys. My name's um, Theon. Some people call me Doctor Sims. I'm a senior house officer, as Samantha just said. Right now, I'm on urology. Um, and that's kind of fun. So, yeah. And, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Preston.
2: Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, hey, guys. I'm Matthew Preston. Uh, I'm a SHO. Uh, working in hematology currently
0: so the last time we talked Sims we were talking about you doing MBBS online and I'll link the podcast to that and just experience and I remember I think the most used graphic or audiogram that I use or the one where you were just kind of saying calling us the online doctors and blah 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 because mbbs. one of the com. biggest things People were kind of discriminating in quotation against you guys having to do MBBS online and learning online. But we are now like, what, a whole year in MBBS just finished the other day. A lot of persons passed. So they will truly, truly be online doctors because most of their final year was done online as well. So Mm -hmm. the biggest concern was going to be about clinical skills. In the first few weeks of your internship, guys, how, how was it? And I'm going to start with Preston first. What were your first few weeks like?
2: So I started on peds. What did I start on? I started on casualty. Um, if you just have some problem with your baby, like oh cough and cold and stuff like that mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, little stuff that aren't too serious. Usually the kids aren't that sick and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll sometimes come to casualty.
0: Almost yeah, like a it, kin- yeah, clinic basically at the hospital. It's, a, yeah.
2: it's like a general clinic, I guess. hmm Yeah. So you'll kind of just see, like, a lot of different things, like different cases and whatever. Uh, but because of the pandemic, and it was, I guess, in the initial phases where some people just weren't coming to the doctor as much because they were kind of scared... Um, casualty was basically a lot lighter than it usually is so it kind of worked out in my favor because when for example i had duties and stuff like that you'd have if you like these duties can be pretty bad. a lot of times you're not really gonna get a uh, good sleep because you'll kind of get patchy sleep uh so you'll get calls sometimes remember your first call so babies with accesses and stuff like that mm-hmm. you'll get called about that or called to the ward to sort out stuff um so it was kind of good because yeah i'd have a say you had a duty where you you had a lot of work you never got that much sleep the next day you'd remember that we don't get to like go home or anything so the next day was just it was light so i guess it was kind of good versus when you're on um i guess heavier rotations or heavier parts of the rotation where you could have a really bad day then have duty that night, and then have another rough day the next day. So you could be yeah. very tired from that. So, yeah.
0: You started on pediatrics, and even during mm-hmm. MBBS, I had my entire schooling offline and in person. We didn't mm. really have much experience doing on-hand learning in pediatrics. So do you feel like in like comparison to your friends maybe, and maybe mm-hmm. sims can chime in, that because you started on pediatrics, maybe there the whole hands-on part, like the ID accesses, I don't know if you, mm-hmm. if the interns do LPs um, and just blood cultures and other hands-on procedures like that. You weren't... Did you feel any kind of pressure to already know these things or like you missed out because you did finish up MBBS online or... You didn't really feel any way because, as I said, you don't get all the hands-on pediatric baby experience as a student, Mm. in my opinion, or from my experience. Mm.
2: I mean, I feel like it depends where you rotate because if you're at UWE, yeah, that's kind of tough, but typically, people would at least go to one off-site place. So, for example, I went to Spanish Town Mm -hmm. and then at Spanish Town, you actually could do stuff. So, like, you would do um, super pubic aspirations yeah yeah so for example under careful guidance um we actually you know after witnessing several lumbar punctures um we would possibly have the opportunity to do a lumbar puncture at spanish town mm-hmm. um but for example at UE, um you wouldn't really have that option so
0: or that opportunity as a student yeah yeah as a student Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: yeah but like for example if you go to spanish town and those things you do get like more hands-on or more a lot more clinical Mm -hmm. experience and stuff like that
0: i mean i went to bust for Pids and oh yeah or busta too we definitely had had hands-on experience right Mm -hmm. and mostly the interns that were there would help you
2: I mean you're expected to do the typical like oh if you have a blood culture, mm-hmm. IVs and those stuff, um uh lumbar punctures not really so much. Mm-hmm. Uh but other things like suprapubic aspiration, you have to go up for like deliveries and those things. Um Yeah.
0: How was your confidence? Did you did you did you feel I don't want to ex- I don't know what you'd be able to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Right? Because even with all of I think I was a barely hands-on student mm-hmm. during the clinical years, but even mm-hmm. during the internship, I wouldn't say I was the most comfortable because mm-hmm. even if I did do the procedures, it's not like I was very... It's not like mm-hmm. I was doing them every day, like when I was an intern where you're doing IV accesses every day and everything like that. Mm-hmm.
2: You learn. like you, Yeah, your first few like, IV accesses that you... May not get them first try, or like it's a bit difficult, but Mm -hmm. I mean, after a few of them, you get good enough that most of the time you get it either first try or maybe another try, and then eventually you'll get better, and then you'll get it most of the time. And that was my
0: experience.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you become an intern, like you're actually a doctor now, and then of course, you have more responsibility and stuff like that. So, and there is some amount of expectation, like you're expected to be able to do these things. Even if, say for example, you don't get every access, you're still expected to try. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you just try and then yeah, you may not get it this time. You try again and you get it and then sometimes you may not be able to get it and you can call your senior. Like That's just part of the job. If you, if you can't get it, mm-hmm. um, you did your best. Um, and then try to learn, I'd say, try to learn, say someone comes to help you put in access. You try to learn, okay, how could I put in access better? Um, you could ask them like, that's the thing. If you have good seniors, you know, they want the best, what's best for you or what's best for the patient. They want you to learn because you need to get good. Um, because one day you may be caring for them or someone that they know. So they will teach you and they'll, That that's what a good senior should do, and I'd say I met like, yeah, not everybody is perfect, but there are people that that are out there that will are actually genuinely good people. They're they want to teach you and make you a better doctor. Yeah,
0: one hundred percent. Um, what about you, Sims? How were your first few weeks?
1: My first few weeks were pretty rough. Still, I'm not gonna lie, I was dropped into internal medicine. All right. Um, there are a ton of things I had to get used to. Number one is documentation. I remember as like a med student, you know, you, you don't really have to document as much. You just walk around on award rounds. The seniors ask you questions, you answer them, you do procedures here and there and so on. But as an intern now, you have so much more responsibility as Preston was saying, right? So you have to start documenting everything, anything that really goes on. That's something that I had to realize. Even on PEDS. PEDS, I realize documentation is critical, like very, very critical. I remember one time I had a, a mother that tried to take her son from the hospital, right? Um, signed, signed the kid out against medical advice. I, but, you know, you're not really supposed to do that because it's it's a kid. Like, if the kid's sick, you can't just take the child away. So there's there's a whole heap of, like, litigation surrounding that. And, yeah. I just had to document everything that my mother says, all the threats that were <laughs> said to me, everything. Like, I just had to make sure that was there because if this ends up in court, this is you and, you know, the judge. So I think documentation is something that you really have to um, pay attention to, right? Documenting the right doses, learning new doses of drugs. We never learned doses. Well, like, could we learn maybe uh, one or two doses yeah. like as I'm a med student, but the common things, like a lot of drugs... Yeah, I mean, you. Yeah, probably not. Like you know, if you have asthma, <laughs> you know, Ventolin, two puffs, B D, this that you know. Well, that's the inhaled corticosteroid, but you get the you get the point. Like, um, you don't <laughs> really know those things, so that's something that was very new to me. Yeah. What else was pretty new to me in my first few weeks? Death. Every doctor knows that once you're on internal medicine death is inevitable you must come across a patient that dies, and that was very that was shocking to me like day two on the ward a man literally just became unresponsive but did CPR did everything and you know he just he just died in the middle of the day like I was just like yo that's wild like I'm not used to this get me out of this like what and then they looked at me and they're like oh duck you know call it blah 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 and i had to tell the time of death and everything and that was just surreal to me like and then how desensitized i've become to all of that like death and so on you wake up in the middle of the night you get called about a patient being unresponsive you go up to the word and have to pronounce them and it, it's like nothing you go right back to sleep so it's like other people wouldn't like they'd look on that and be like, yeah no this, this this guy's cold these doctors are cold but you're doing that two or three times a night on medicine duty, like you must become so that's one of the few things that I remember experiencing that was just very wild to me in the first few weeks. Um, in terms of, as Preston was talking about procedures though, like really and truly, <laughs> me personally, as a med student, I was book cute still. I'm not lie. Like, I, I mean, I knew I was good with my hands so i didn't really have to like i'd try maybe a couple of blood cultures student, a couple this couple of that a couple of iv accesses being mm-hmm. punctures and so on and once i get it i'm like ah, i have it but well, being thrown into it is a completely different situation like doing thoracocentesis paracentesis you know that's like drawing fluid from different mm-hmm. compartments of the body thoracocentesis is like drawing fluid from the pleural space paracentesis is from the abdomen so it's just like learning how to do those things it was kind of new and being able to do them the expectation that is you won so you have to kind of know for them things that pressure was kind of heavy for me I don't know if you guys can relate to that kind of pressure I don't know someone if you had a bad internship experience when you just started out and you had a lot of pressure on you
0: so yeah I I'm the only person who is here that can compare, but I'm listening to you guys' experiences and it's based I'm not really seeing the difference. So the whole point of this is to kind of destigmatize the upcoming med students who are doing mixed learning. And first of all, they're still getting word time from what I'm realizing anyways. So I think what is cause remember I was at the end of my internship period when covid happened and mbbs was pushed back and all that stuff and it was just a lot of oh gosh you know online doctors you know they're not going to have the skills or whatever and then when you're talking about being a book student i don't know if i ever said this to you when you were my student but i distinctly mm-hmm. remember telling fifth years listen you're not here to learn how to put in an IV access right now you're here to learn to pass the exam Right?
1: Precisely.
0: Versus the third and fourth years, I'm just like, listen, you're here to learn as much clinical skills as you can. This is when you're going to try and hone in, learning how to examine, learning how to take a history. Because when you reach final year and you reach MBBS, you can't swap or relearn everything. You're going to have to draw back from third and fourth year, which is why it's so important to kind of get the foundation ready because and i said it to my fifth years. because when i was in final year my intern said it to me they're like okay you want to do IV accesses sure we'll let you do them but don't be running down procedures um instead of learning from your patients or practicing your exams or practicing mm-hmm. things that they're going to test you on because when it comes to internship just like all of you guys say we get thrown in but you eventually learn and it's I never had the pressure experience that you had when in internal medicine. I started in internal medicine, but my seniors were chef kiss. So Mm. it wasn't no um, oh, go and do that. You know, it was like see one, do one. Or I get taught how to do it and then I do it. Right? Mm -hmm. But the further away from Kingston that you get is the less and less staff you have and um the more and more responsibility comes on as an intern really and truly and uh, i feel i i just felt like it was a little bit unfair mostly because i remember kind of those first couple weeks in each internship rotation i would always be struggling same with the documentation the only reason i know how it got to write in dockets for real for real on ward rounds is because i went to maypen for internal medicine they never have enough staff so you as a student you end up being another intern basically which means you have to come for rounds you have to soak patients and you're presenting and you're writing in dockets. but when you're on rounds and they say yeah man this person we were going to change the antibiotic and give them some augmenting and then you're just like how much augmenting? like you rea- you guys realize i don't know this right and it's like you have to be on the rounds and be like um can you say how much or if they list off a bunch of stuff and you're like hello i'm writing i i don't know all those doses cuz they're just like yeah man give him augmenting give him some azithro give him some fluids i you know make sure you- you'll check vitals i'm like okay so how much augmentin how much azithro how much fluids?
2: Yeah. How, much,
0: how often we should monitor? And they're like, you're supposed to know this. I'm like, why would I know this? Like, exactly. in real life.
1: We're not really taught those little things, like those details, the dosage, all of those exactly. things. So it, it is always going to be, I would say, a learning curve for anybody that goes in and just starts internship. You could be the best medical student there is. like It still will humble you at some point. Especially yeah. in the first month, months and that's normal that's quite fine because you're aiming to learn
0: the way how i look at it is that the first five years is so that you can learn as much what's the word from the book theoretically as much as possible and know the basics of taking a history and yeah. the basics of being able to find pathology when you're examining patients So you can't really come into internship and you can't find crepes on the chest unless maybe they're really fine and really basal. But no one is expecting that you're going to come and you're listening to the chest and you're missing wheezing because you don't know what wheezing sounds like. (laughs) I think that is something that might not be acceptable. But if you come and I say to you as your senior, yeah, man, this person is wheezing. We're going to give them some puffs or some nebs and we're going to give them some Prendizone. I don't think it's unfair for you to say to me, okay, but how much? Because even up to now, me as technically MO level, no. I still have to Mm -hmm. get reminded about dosages or even um, just general stuff like that. So, Mm -hmm. personally, I don't see what learning online versus offline. I don't see the change.
1: Yeah, there's... There is not much of a difference, to be honest. And I feel like people are expecting it to be such a drastic difference. But it's really not. And even with the new class, I mean, congrats to 2K21, of course. Right? Even with the new class going in, mm-hmm. they're just going to have to learn, too. Like everybody else. I don't think it's going to be that drastic of a difference. And you guys are brilliant. Yeah. It'll, be quick, it'll be a quick study. So you you will learn. That's the thing.
0: Mm. So for me, internship is really that apprenticeship period where you're putting all your knowledge into practical use under guidance and under supervision. And you'll eventually get better.
1: Yeah, so even now I'm still learning like doses of drugs. I remember because now as a SHO, you kind of get asked. I don't know if you, you notice it too Preston, like the difference in responsibilities you have now. Like recently I was asked to, to um you know sit in on like a vaccination site, you know, observe in case any anything happens, you're there. And I'm just like, yo, that's that's kind of a big jump for me still. I mean, you, you you low key know what to do. Yeah, I mean and what you expect in terms of like if you have a vaccine reaction and so on. But you're just like, yo, let's say that actually does happen. Can you find the vein in time? Can you push the hydrocort or the DPH? There's a full on protocol and you have to know those things. Right So before I, I actually go in, I've been reading up that whole protocol, right, and knowing like the doses, yeah. or what to do, or what drugs to push, etc. So it's just like it's kind of it's cool. It's a lot of responsibility, but it's pretty cool.: it's but, yeah.
0: I find, you, none of you guys have started primary care, but primary care is when you will really realize that you're a doctor- doctor, because you are operating on your own. There's no ward round. It's almost impossible to discuss every patient. So when you're in primary care, it's really those cases that are above you and everyone should be able to self-regulate enough where they know that I can't manage this or you just need some guidance. Those are the cases that you really are going to end up um, discussing. But when you're an SHO, I never have no intern during SHO period. So I have no idea what it feels like to be anybody's senior. So I had two years of internship basically. Except I was an intern that could write prescriptions. <laughs> so so That's me right in any <laughs> Yeah, in in any I basically we had to discuss all our cases, but as time went on, some simple cases, you're not really expected to discuss them because you've for example, if you have a trauma patient that you just need to suture send home with some Tetox and some painkillers and a letter for dressings. plus or minus some antibiotics, that's not really something that you need to discuss because you've seen so many of it and you are a licensed physician. You're no longer Mm -hmm. an intern. You have a whole one year. But even for that vaccine thing, the first time I had to work at a vaccine site, boy, I'm just like, excuse me, what? And I was the only doctor there.
1: Yeah, you're the only doctor there. That's also intimidating.
0: So exactly, it's super intimidating. Um, so I'm the only doctor there, and I actually had some allergic reactions, just just some allergic reactions to the site, or just some mm-hmm. redness and itching to the site, but nothing too too serious. But I got the protocol because the, the protocol just came out and they're like, and I wasn't even expecting it. They're, I reached the work and I said, hey, we need a doctor to go down to the police station to, because they're giving vaccines. You need to go. And I'm just like, um, okay. Mm-hmm. Just so. And they're like, yeah, just go. I was scared. I'm not going to lie because it was really the first time that I'm operating completely on my own. And, you, mm-hmm. and of, thankfully, we had nurses. And I went there with my public health nurse. So that was my one level of comfort.
1: Mm-hmm. versus
0: no, a whole few months later, I worked at another vaccination site recently. And I was a bit more confident because, you know, any experience, yes, I had better knowledge of the protocol and I knew what resources were available to me as well. But mm-hmm. it can be very daunting because I think we all go in there and expect somebody to have anaphylactic shock.
1: Yeah, that's actually what I think of.
0: So for persons who don't know, anaphylactic shock is basically when you have an allergic reaction so bad and involves so many parts of your body that you need to basically be treated emergently. You need an IV access, you need oxygen, you need different types of medication. That's the worst case scenario. That's the scenario that everybody's going to prepare for, which thankfully, knock on wood, hasn't happened to anyone that I know or haven't heard of it happening, but it's still a possibility. You need to be able to cite your access and put in your drugs. And I just remember being like, oh, my God, how much hydrocort am I supposed to give again? DPH? <laughs> it was so It was so nerve-wracking. But,
2: but you see, the thing is,
1: I've also learned that. I got through it. Yeah, but the thing is, I've done it before. That's the good part about internship. You kind of see a lot of the things that you're doing now, as like SHO, MO, mm-hmm. etc. cetera you've seen it before like yep. for me I'm the type of intern where it's just like if I leave a word like don't call me unnecessarily right so if I set up like a blood transfusion or so on I'll write out if transfusion like reaction occurs blah 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 then you write how much DPH to mm-hmm. give or how much hydrocort to give doesn't et everybody
0: write
1: that no not everyone writes that literally not every doctor writes that trust oh me. so that's what trust. I
0: was taught you know mm-hmm. <laughs> to write out the entire instruction.
1: Yeah, man, you just drop it on the treatment chart or whatever. So it's just like, it makes it, I mean, you don't have to come back. The nurse will know to give it if those things happen because they monitor the patients once they're getting a blood transfusion. And Uh those are similar doses that you use for like a vaccine reaction. So internship really does help. It is a year that I definitely don't regret doing, even on my worst duties because
2: duties Uh do
1: be rough. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but even on your worst duties, you learn so much. So I can't really not the experience.
0: And you being first called, the truth is, you have been able to manage emergencies under extreme pressure, because you're basically in charge of the ward. Anything exactly. happens, anybody has a really low blood pressure and they don't have an access, you are the one who has or to be there getting. Yeah, getting. Putting in access as quick mm-hmm. as possible. So I think sometimes we maybe sell ourselves short.
1: All oh, when the veins are non existent,
2: you know. or when it's a baby. Oh boy. Yeah. When it's a baby. No, PEDS
0: is a great rotation to start on because <sighs> yeah, if you can, PEDS and obstetrics, because if you can cite accesses on PEDS, mm-hmm. you're good. And then on obstetrics, because everybody has to get an ID access and everybody has to get the biggest ones that they can get. Nothing, no pinks, no, no medium sized yeah, That was yeah. the rule where I was. Yeah. So those were the best places to start because once you have those skills, surgery and internal medicine gets a little bit nah. easier in terms of sighting activities. i
1: disagree. No. I feel like it has much I mean <laughs> pregnant women have amazing veins. What are you talking about? And medicine,
2: you have have to deal with like like, anasarca. 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 Anasarca, Oh,
0: well, you know, I never had any chemo.
2: With sickle cell.
0: What are you talking
1: about? Medicine veins are much, much harder.
0: Can I tell you a story about someone with anasarca? So anasarca is someone who has fluid, basically all over the body, and it's like under their skin. And between their skin and everything else is just water. So I had a patient like that. Actually, my friend had a patient like that on surgery. And I was on medicine and struggling to get the access. Struggling. Another surgery intern came, struggled to get the access. So I say, you know what, guys? I'm not really doing anything because my internal medicine duties were great. Very quiet. I did the access. And you start to learn tricks. So what I ended up doing was wherever... You know, you start to learn where the where the veins are. And I just yeah. pushed all that you fluid me away. The,
1: you taught me that. Big up yourself, Sam.
0: Yeah, I just pushed all of it away and the vein was right there. So
1: it's like you milk it.
0: You start right? to learn things. Yeah. yeah. And you start learning about the intern's veins and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, facts, facts. I mean, I kind of wish... If I really were to get everybody's perspective, I wish... I could have had like a senior, a, a medical officer or whatever senior that was saying, boy, online doctors, blah, blah, they're not going to know how to do anything or we're going to have to hold their hands or whatever and really say, hey, how were your interns? Like, Did you really think that they were any different? Because I still can't wrap around my mind how learning the theory over the internet is going to change anything.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Just to shift the convo mm-hmm. about, I guess, like the newest interns coming in, both in September, but also mm-hmm. the other ones who are now in final year, they're still going to do um, ward stuff, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, now because of COVID, eh, you have way more precautions and sometimes mm-hmm. even... I really don't know how it is for the students, if they're still mm-hmm. able to just go in there and say, all right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But- well, yeah, I
1: believe so, because I have final years on my ward. So they're still they're still coming to, to the hospital and so on.
2: Yeah. It's just that like, for example, we have wards where um, people are basically, it's like an unknown ward. You don't know the COVID status. They've mm-hmm. been swabbed but like the swab is pending. Uh Um, For example, I know they kind of had a policy that they were saying that they didn't want students to go on those wards. Uh So I think it's two. So you had like one for surgery, one for medicine. So it would kind of be weird sometimes, like say you're on a ward rounds and then you go on the different wards, the wards where they're COVID known, so they're COVID negative. So the financiers are allowed to go there or the students are allowed to go there. If your, if your ward round continued to the ward that was, like, unknown, then they'd, be like, have to, like, wait outside. And then you'd go in, see the patients, whatever, and they'd come out. Mm. Yeah. But it was kind of weird because I, I, I think sometimes it kind of discouraged them because they say you're on that ward for a long time. It's like they didn't really want to, like, wait so long. And sometimes they'd actually leave. Oh. Um, but, like, some of the people... Yeah. I mean, like sometimes, for example, they'd have these classes. yeah So imagine you're on a ward round and then it's taking long, and then they're like, oh, I have class in like an hour or half an hour, and then mm. say they can't use the hospital Wi Fi. Like, I think they're actually, I think it's recommended that they leave sometimes. Like, you're not oh. supposed to stay too much on the hospital, so they'd have to go home. And if you don't live five minutes away, what happens if you live like half an hour away or. You know, I get you. You're gonna it's- have to leave to go to the class. So it, from my view as like working as an intern and then seeing the students, that was mm-hmm. one of the things I knew that they were facing.
0: So it's like accessibility. So after you guys doing MBBS in the midst of COVID, right at the beginning when everything was kind of unknown and no experience, what would you say to the incoming interns and just clinical students in general.
2: Mm, to the incoming interns, I'd say, make sure you enjoy your break, and try to like make sure when you start an internship, uh, try to approach it with like a like a positive mindset. So. Think about the things that you can change instead of thinking about the things you can't change so for example if you're thinking about oh you know you're nervous about people calling you the online doctors and you're worried that you're not gonna be very good at procedures and stuff like that you can't really change what's already happened the only thing you can do is change the you know what's gonna happen next so yeah, that happened. Say you're someone that didn't get that as much word practice as you wanted. You can't change that. What you can do is try to just think positively about um, approaching it. And maybe even like, I don't know, watch some video on... Say you don't feel good at doing access. Watch a video on how to put in access or something like that. Box. Or when you... The first day of work, maybe you can find someone putting in access and just like watch them do it too. And before you go and do yours, like... Mm-hmm.
0: Sims,
1: um, to the incoming interns, mm-hmm. hmm, I well, COVID's pretty rampant. I would, um, suggest that you try get vaccinated if you aren't already, right? Because you have the opportunity right now, especially. Um, I would say, I agree with Preston. Be eager to learn, right? Because you're going to have to start doing a lot of different things, right? Sometimes certain opportunities will present themselves, like the opportunity to do like a particular procedure. If you're interested in something or if you're on rounds, be like, oh, can I read this ECG or something like, just be very ego. Try to get out there, right? Utilize your clinical skills. It's actually going to be fun. For me, when I started out, I feel like, yes, On the wards you you feel like a doctor and so on but actually being an intern and so on talking to relatives seeing how you can improve your patients plans what else can the patient like what else can you give the patient to get them to their optimum health right those kind of things i liked doing i liked learning how to make a proper plan and tweaking it right so that Mm -hmm. one day i mean you will be on your own right you'll be maybe a consultant or a GP or just whatever kind of doctor you want to be, right? You're going to have to be able to do those things yourself. So just try and learn as much as you can, right? And try and have an a, approach you with an open mind. Have like a, a very open mind towards any rotation you go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, something else? I would say try to live a, a balanced life when you start working you'll find that if you're not careful work will like consume your whole life so you can't just be the person that you know just works 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 and you don't do other things especially things that like you like like i'm not saying that say you like to listen to music and stuff like that and you also like to play the guitar and like to hang out with your friends as much as you may not be able to do as much of that as you'd want it doesn't mean that you should cut it out completely because of work like sometimes for example you're gonna be tired because say you had like a rough day at work and you may be tempted to not instead of doing something that you want to do at the time like oh you know i wanted to go out with my friends or i wanted to You know, just do something you like, whatever it is, Um, but then you're like really tired from work and sometimes you'll feel tempted to just go to sleep. Sometimes you really just have to try to make time for the things you like. Try to still keep in um, contact with some of your friends, whether it's your classmates or just people outside of uh, medicine. Uh, I'd also suggest that you try to hang out with, like you don't just try to hang out with only. Maybe people in your profession, it's also good sometimes to keep your friendships from outside your profession too. Uh, like try not to lose that those friendships. Mm. Uh, yeah, just try to live a balanced life. Make sure that like you're still, for example, eating um, properly. Like oh, make sure that you actually try your best to not miss um, you know too many meals. Like okay, sometimes you know we'll have to miss or get lunch late, but. Just because you didn't say you didn't get lunch at 12 doesn't mean you can't get lunch maybe even a few hours later. It's still important to, like, you know, eat.
0: I wonder if my advice is going to be controversial. Um, so, yeah, I actually wrote a Conquering Internship book based on my experiences and mostly failures and lessons that I learned in internship. I'll link it in the show notes. But I think Preston and Sims have given excellent advice. What I would add, for example, is that COVID is very present. No real signs of it slowing down for a few months or even a year or two. And I would suggest arming yourself with information. So knowing the correct types of um, protection that you're supposed to have. If your department is going to have fit testing, ensure that you take every opportunity you have to learn how to done and doff properly and to get fit tested, even for multiple types of masks, because as much as you would like to be kept out of the COVID bubble, it's going to be impossible to not include interns with managing um, persons. And Open WHO has an excellent 30-minute course that talks about infection prevention and control and the different types of uh, um, personal protective equipment that you need based on the type of um, exposure that you might have. So droplets, aerosol, etc. And why I'm saying this is because you might be asked to do things that you're uncomfortable doing. And when you're an intern, it's so hard to say no sometimes. But I'm a big believer in saying no if you are uncomfortable with something or you don't think it's the right thing to do or you don't want to do it and then saying no isn't always no i'm not going to do this um i actually wrote an article about saying no i think it's on my linkedin but it's more so about for example say that you are asked to give some potassium and you think the potassium dose is way higher than it usually is instead of being like just okay i'm gonna write up the treatment chart and give the potassium you can say, hey, you want to double-check that dose of the potassium? Um, we might be giving too much. And that way, it's kind of like, okay, um, you might your senior might be able to say, oh, yeah, you know you're right, we're giving too much. Or it could be, yes, I know that this is a dose, however, the patient is has some really
1: hypokalemic you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah
0: hypokalemic or whatever. So why I say that is because going back to Sim's point where you want to take an interest right it's yes about protecting yourself becoming a good doctor and protecting your patients and giving your patients the best care possible but not being afraid of the word isn't confrontation but being afraid of conflicts maybe asking questions or asking questions or pointing out potential mistakes Mm -hmm. um can think those right
2: ways to do it yeah
0: it can cause more harm than good and then again it says for example if you are asked to see a patient um, who is coughing down the place and you're like, well, I'm not comfortable seeing that patient because they're aerosolizing and I'm not fit tested. that's I think that's also important. So it's about being able to kind of stand up for yourself but also your patients mm-hmm. as well. And just mm-hmm. taking an interest for real. Read around your patients. It sounds so cliche, but that's the best way mm-hmm. to learn. And I always have volunteer for everything. As some used to say, oh, there is a thoracosentee to be done. I want to do it. Right? There,
1: mm-hmm.
0: f- there is a dining and duffing session. Oh, I want to go. Do volunteer for support. Also, don't. If somebody else is patient, needs to get a procedure done, don't jump on the people, them patients. You know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, I don't know. give i feel like i feel you know i don't know i was like you see for me like if i had an abscess or a wound to be debrided mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. i
0: wanted i kind of want to do that experience no one wants to be, no one you don't want to take the opportunities from other people because you're gonna get the opportunity eventually but if it's a volunteer mm-hmm. thing yeah. go ahead volunteer for it and teach your students your med students
1: mm-hmm. yeah facts teach the med students Facts, facts, facts. I have one more mm-hmm. bit of advice. Sure. Um, you guys are just starting out, right? New interns coming in. You're going to now have a salary, right? You have to start managing your finances. Usually, I mean, you get maybe like a weekly allowance or some lunch money or whatever, right? But now this is actual like a whole salary. So you have to know um, if you have loans to pay off, you have to start matching out to mm-hmm. hey, well, how are these loans going to start getting paid off right car loan insurance student loan etc so you have to ensure that you're not overspending in certain areas um i would say i would always oh, suggest yeah. learn to invest right start investing asap right because this this salary is
2: really nothing
0: don't let the financial advisors bully you
2: <laughs> yeah don't let them bully you you sure as financial advisors for insurance people insurance people will hunt you down it's really insurance they're still hunting you down you know we should call some names but <laughs> <laughs> like
1: it's, it's serious but don't give in to make sure you do your research first no matter what don't sign any documents don't accept anything unless you do your research oh. right you have to know what you're getting yourself into.
2: Well, they should be careful about salary deductions.
0: Don't do salary deductions. Do not. Don't. Do not the salary deductions. Don't do salary seriously. deductions, guys. Don't do it. Don't say do it. Say, for
2: example, you have like a car to pay off and you say your monthly payment is 40K. And if you say, oh, I want it to set up as a salary deduction, it will okay. come off. Sometimes it will... On your pay slip it will say, oh, 40000 taken out for car loan. But that sometimes isn't actually happening. And then the bank isn't getting the money. And then one day, you may just get that call and they're like, hey, we're going to re- be repossessing your car. You haven't been paying yeah. you your money. That, that, that's actually happened to people.
0: It's happened recently. Yeah, it's I don't know if yeah. it came Very in real. the it news. Happened. But it happens mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, don't, it happens. Don't, don't and worse
2: it from, it, don't from your change. house people's house mm-hmm.
0: yeah. it's not worth it mm-hmm. i know like for just, some for sometimes mm-hmm. it might be good for tax and whatnot but the little blight mm-hmm. where you get from the tax mm-hmm. just it, it's not worth it Pay sometimes it? your
2: bank can automate sure. it to you know yeah. like from your bank account like the money could go to your bank account and mm-hmm. you can set it up on your bank account to transfer to the Well you know so. here's the thing yeah. though.
0: Yeah. Some banks actually say the only way you can do it is from a salary deduction. Just find, just wow. tell them, no, I'm not doing a salary dedu- deduction or find a new bank. Mm-hmm. But I would not recommend a salary deduction.
1: Yeah, I think even not. some banks they increase like the interest rate. So mm-hmm. if you don't do it through a salary reduction, the interest rate is a bit higher and so on. So you ended up paying more.
0: Oh, so just yeah. Make sure you find out stuff. and uh, I would say also well, Preston's like...
1: also big on spending on yourself. Like he, he also used yeah. to we used to talk about stuff like that. Like you set a goal for something you want. Like let's say it's well, I know for Preston it's usually like a watch, right? Like he'll eye a watch and be like, Yo, I want this watch. Right. And he says <laughs> yo, I'll buy it by in the next two, three months based on how much he's um, I guess, allocated to it monthly. Or uh-huh. if he's reached, like, certain investment goal, like, oh, he made whatever 20% on whatever company he invested in or whatnot, then he's going to be like, all right, I'll take some of the profits and buy a watch. So those are certain things, like, that I do rate, that Preston does, mm-hmm. and I think should impart on other people as well. Like, oh. spend on yourself. Yeah. Like, you work hard. Yeah, enjoy your Trust time. Trust me, you're going to work yeah. very hard. Take, yeah.
0: take your vacation days.
1: yeah take your vacation days
0: mental health Mm -hmm. is a sick day in my opinion and you must you were actually not obligated to tell people why we're calling in sick right facts and don't make nobody try to kind of make you like oh but you could work through that you'll be fine you know we're gonna be so short today they will get through it right they will get through it. In one of one of my rotations as an SHO, me and my other SHO used to work together so that we would have breaks, right? Mm. And we would consider each other when we're taking time off. So it'd be like, okay, I'm going to take a DL this week for about two days or so. And I'd be like, okay, cool. I can work with that. Next month, this time, I'm going to take the DL. That's cool with you? That kind of thing. Like, be flexible, be considerate, But don't necessarily overextend yourself. If you're sick, you're sick. That's it. Mm -hmm.
1: That's
0: it. They'll get over it. Yeah. If you're sick, you're sick.
1: Somebody will do the work. The work will get done. Trust me. It
0: really
2: Uh, Oh, a suggestion on the. Oh, like a wish list. So, what I had done um, in internship, well, I still use it now. It's like I have a wish list of stuff that, you know, I want to buy. So, and then I kind of arrange it based on the priorities. So, okay, the next thing I want to buy is this. And I, you know, you can look up how much it's going to cost and whatever. And You can think about it sometimes. Like, even though, okay, say you're choosing between two things, right? You needed a car for work. Um, That you might want and you also want um to go to like some hotel like say it's a nice hotel like hyatt or sandals or one of those Mm -hmm. you want to go on like a vacation so even though say they cost the same amount of money and you're trying to choose which one (laughs) they could both be on your wish list but you can try to think out like try to prioritize which one would be more effective for you now like maybe it may make more sense for you to get the car now because it make it um like the reduced time you'd have to commute to work and then maybe a car could save you money depending on like how much your transportation cost is a transportation situation or it could save you time um so maybe eventually you can do that the uh what was it like a hotel trip But it may make more sense for you to get this now and then just know eventually I I will try to go to the hotel or whatever. Um, Delayed gratification. Uh Yeah.
0: I feel like no one is really upfront about what internship is like and the struggle that it is. And everybody's like, oh, it's just 12 months of your life. And those 12 months can really ruin your mental health, right? Mm They can. For sure. You can gain weight, you can lose weight, you can you can make so much money in quotation, and (laughs) still end up with none at the end of it.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: That's true. And it's it's rough. It's rough, really and truly. Like find ways to cope, but healthy ways, you know. Stay away Mm -hmm. from drugs and smoking and drinking and excessive partying, like anything in excess. That's what I mean. Like excess wise because honestly after a rough day especially with all the death you see sometimes you might just want to go home and drink a whole bottle of wine because you just don't want to have to deal with reality or something like that Yeah, but you really have to find healthy ways to cope and internship Mm. is also a great time to think about your future but also not be too serious or hard on yourself to find out what you like or what you don't like and then When you have to apply for SHO period, that's a great time to try new things or to get more experience in something that you like and possibly want to specialize in or just kind of figure out and find out yourself. I think everybody should do the two years of foundation. Even if you don't want to specialize, Mm -hmm. I think everybody should do the two years and especially because you're going to have primary care experience in it. And it really makes you a better doctor in my opinion, and more practice because you get to practice under supervision and you get to practice with more responsibility Mm -hmm. and it makes you if you're going to go out on your own or even leave, I think it just puts you in a better position, that's my opinion Mm -hmm. so now is the time to do some self-promotion where can we follow you guys you can do a little big ups
2: Uh, Matthew with two t's and then p-r-e-s at Matthew Press on Twitter
0: Sims
1: yeah, I guess you can follow me on Instagram stay on Sims
0: I hope that this podcast was useful I really just wanted to bring home the fact that uh, whether or not you are learning face to face or online that you are still able to have an excellent internship here and still be able to come out on the other side a very experienced doctor really wanting to take the initiative it's going to be the same in med school and the same in internship and SHO year. Um, also, this would definitely looks like we're gonna talk about some other things regarding internship and new doctors and just doctors on a whole. Um, just that's not really medical, but more so about like managing money and whatnot. If you're interested, just watch this space. You can reach out to me via my email at the layman's doctor at gmail.com or you can go through my website www.thelaymansdoctor.com you can send me a dm on instagram or on twitter i'm very responsive there and that's at the and thank you so much for listening guys see you next time i actually have a conquering internship ebook I should link it in the show notes. But for incoming interns, I would... Wow, just half? Thanks. Yeah. I
1: mean, it was really good, but I read it during That's internship. That's a
0: great promotion.
1: Sorry, let's Thanks cut, That's that. Yeah, cut That's that. that.
2: Cut that. Cut that. Let's <laughs> just cut that. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry.